Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Episcopal, where we talk about everything and anything related to the Episcopal Church. This podcast was designed with young people in mind, so ages specifically 18 to 39. And it's a place to learn more about the Christian faith, um, specifically through the Episcopal lens. With this podcast in particular, we're going to offer a variety of ways to learn about the Episcopal Church. Some of these learning opportunities will come through conversations and interviews, sermons, and the reading of the daily office. We'll talk a little bit about that. We also want you to know that while we love our clergy, we also cherish the ministry of the laity. The laity, as our Book of Common Prayer says, is to represent Christ and His Church, to bear witness to Him wherever they are, and according to the gifts given to them, to carry on Christ's work of reconciliation in the world, and to take their place in the life, worship, and governance of the Church which is why we have laity represented in the planning and production of this podcast, along with clergy. We also deeply care about this podcast being a representation of the whole body of Christ, which means you're going to hear from a diverse group of voices. So in traditional Episcopal greeting fashion, the Lord be with you. And also with you. And also with you. Hello, and welcome back to All Things Episcopal. My name is Claire Stern-Burbano. I have the privilege of serving as a youth, college, and young adult minister, so I'm in the laity. And I am joined today by two clergy persons, uh, Father Colin and Father David, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit. I am Father Colin, and I am the assistant priest at Grace Episcopal Church in Carthage, Missouri. Uh, we are down in the southwest corner of the state, not far from Oklahoma and Kansas. And um, I am an Ozarks native. I'm Father David Kendrick, and I'm the rector, which if you don't know that term, that's a fancy Episcopal word for pastor of St. John's Episcopal Church in Springfield, Missouri, which is about an hour um, east of uh, Carthage. Fantastic. So one thing that we as Episcopalians love is prayer. And we find that it grounds us in our relationship with God and relationship with each other. It's how we discern things. And it's a way to settle ourselves um, and grow in our relationship with the triune God. So Father David is going to walk us through what we call the daily office, specifically daily morning prayer. And we are going to use right two, and we'll explain a little bit about right one versus right two at a later point. But um, for all intents and purposes for today, we're going to use right two. And we highly encourage you to grab your Book of Common Prayer. And if you don't have a physical copy, you can look at the online edition, which can be found at www.bcp.org. And the pagination should be the exact same. 
So we're going to start on page 75 in your Book of Common Prayer, or we will probably start saying BCP. And I'm going to let Father David um, walk us through what daily morning prayer is. So, yeah, that's a good question. Well, what is the daily office? Well, uh, there's there's daily office. The Jews had daily office uh, in Psalm 119. The psalmist says, seven times a day do I praise you because of your righteous judgments. So there was the tradition in in ancient Judaism of seven times a day uh, taking time to pray with God, to praise God and to hear God's word and to pray. And so Christianity, having come from Judaism, you then had, as the Middle Ages went along, as the church developed, you had what were called the seven monastic offices. And we say office because it's from the Latin officium, which means a service. So there were there. So in the monastic community, there are seven times a day where uh, the monks or the nuns come together and they pray. Now, when the Church of England got started. And remember, the Church of England is the mother church, the Episcopal Church. When the Church of England uh, was started as part of the Reformation, Thomas Cranmer, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury, he came up with the first English Book of Common Prayer in 1549. The first time that these prayers and these services, the daily office, the Eucharist, were being translated from Latin into English. And Cranber wanted to make the daily office more accessible to lay people. And so he took the seven offices and he condensed them into two, morning prayer and evening prayer. And so, and now, Claire mentioned earlier, there's right one and there's right two. Right one is basically the language of the original Book of Common Prayer from 1549, which means God is addressed as as thee, as thou, as thine, those are the pronouns. Um, and the language harkens back more to, it's more Elizabethan English. Uh, right two, um, particularly the right two that we have that, we can't, that was written for the 1979 prayer book, is a more contemporary version of that daily office. Now, the reason that I, I want you to have an actual, have the prayer book in front of you is this, you know, you can, there are ways to access the daily office without using the book. You Forward Day by Day has a great app where you can, it's just laid out, but the daily office is just laid out on the screen for you. They even have people who read it so you can hear uh, morning prayer and evening prayer read every day. But my goal is to help you all actually become practitioners of the daily office by helping you learn how to use the Book of Common Prayer so that you can figure out uh, what the readings are, what the Psalms should be, and and how to make it work for you. An important thing to note is that morning prayer and evening prayer, if you notice, for instance, if you look at page, um, well, page 80, the first thing that if you notice the headline is the Invitatory and the Psalter. So if you think about 
when we are praying to God, the first thing we are do is we invite God into, into our place. We invite God to be with us. That's why it's called an invitatory. And so we say, Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. So that, so understand that when you're doing morning and evening prayer, this is a public service of prayer in the church, like the Holy Eucharist. And so if you are doing morning and evening prayer in the church, then you follow this service and you use, and you go by the, 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 the italics. That's a, those are called rubrics. Now, here's a little historical trivia. The reason it's called, the reason these directions are called rubrics is that when the first Book of Common Prayer was published in 1549. The directions of how to use the book were in red ink. If you think about a ruby, a ruby is red. That's Latin, rube means red. And so they were called the rubrics. <laughs> and so we, the rubrics kind of helped guide us into doing morning prayer. But what, I, what, I'm, what, what I'm hoping for you all to learn is that once you learn how you can use the book and, and find the lessons that you can decide how to do the daily office in a way that works for you if you're not necessarily in a church. But I think it's important to see how we move in our life of prayer through the morning, through morning prayer. So we begin with an invitatory and a psalter. So we invite God, uh, Lord, open our lips and our mouths to proclaim your praise. And then we say, Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, so it is now, and so it and will be forever. Amen. And then, in, unless you're in Lent, you say Alleluia. And then, if you turn the page, uh, as part of this invitation, there are two Psalms: Psalm 95, verses one through seven, and Psalm 100, that we say that are part of this again, inviting God to be with us. Uh, in our prayers. And so we begin by praising God and again, inviting him to be with us. And then, and then if you uh, turn the page again, we then, you see that then at the top of page 84, it says, then follows the Psalm or the Psalms that are appointed. Okay. And so there are, there are Psalms. Now, Psalm literally means a song. The Psalms were the songs of David that David himself wrote or people uh, writing in his tradition wrote. And that's the one book of the Bible that's the whole book of the Psalms is in our prayer book. And then you see there are lessons, readings from the Bible that we use. And that's the time that we are learning about God. And then you see on page 85, uh, First, you see this number eight in the Song of Moses. This is a section of what are called canticles. And the word canticles comes from the Latin basically for little song. So a lot of the so a lot of what we do in uh, morning prayer or evening prayer is we're singing to God. And then we're learning about God in our Bible lessons. Now, the, now here's where I'm going to kind of jump from that. You might want to kind of put a marker here around page 84, because I'm going to take you to a whole different part of the prayer book. Because I want you to know how you can figure out what the Psalms and the lessons should be for the day. So I'm going to ask you all to turn 
to page 934. So as you're getting there, that's way in the back of the book. Notice morning and evening prayer, daily office is in the front of the book. Now I'm taking you to the back of the book. <laughs> and you see, and it says concerning the daily office lectionary. Lection, again, we use a lot of fancy Latin words. That's essentially lessons. You know, when people say, do you Episcopalians have a, a reading, a Bible reading plan? We do. We have a lectionary. And this lectionary basically is the table where you can get the Psalms and, and the readings that you do, depending on the day in the church here. And if you turn the page, then you notice that there on, on the even numbered pages, 936, you have one year, year daily office year one. And then the very next page on the odd numbered pages, it's daily office year two. So there's a two year cycle of Psalms and readings. And the simplest way to know which one you're supposed to do is this. Year one is odd years. Year two is even years. All right. So we're currently in an odd numbered year, 2023. And you see it begins on the week of first advent. So I know it gets it can get a little confusing. Technically, you would have started using this in December of 2022. But for the most part, it's an odd-numbered year. Now, I'm going to ask Claire and, and Colin, because y'all are church nerds. Do you remember last Sunday, what which Sunday after the Epiphany that was? Was it the first, the second, the third, the fourth, or what? I believe we were on Epiphany 5. Ah, you're close. It was actually Four. the sixth. Six. That was the sixth. <laughs> Wow, already. Yeah, it's all it, we were on the so this past Sunday was the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. Okay. You're right. So if you turn the pages, that will take you to page 948. And we're recording this on Tuesday. Okay. I know this is we're we're just so you all know, we're kind of doing this in February. And I, I by the time you hear this, it'll be it'll be later, but that's okay. So currently we're on Tuesday of the week of, of the week of sixth epiphany. And so you'll see where it says Tuesday. Now you're going to see some numbers and what looks like an ampersand. So you see the numbers 97, 99, and 100 in brackets to the left of the ampersand. And you'll see 94 and in brackets 95. And that's to the right of the ampersand. The Psalms to the left of the ampersand are the ones that you do for morning prayer. The Psalms that are to the right of the ampersand are the ones that you do for evening prayer. So if you notice, there's a choice of Psalms. Um, if this was, a, if you were doing public prayer, if you were doing a, a public morning prayer service in the church, you would, you would read or chant or say Psalms 97 and 99 and then you might say Psalm 100, but if you noticed, if you remember back in Invitatory, Psalm 100 was one of the psalms that you always did as part of the Invitatory, so that you don't need to do it twice in one service. So, and then below the psalms, you see three Bible lessons, Isaiah, 1 Timothy, Mark. Those are the three Bible readings that you can do on Tuesday, 
on the Tuesday of the week of the of after the sixth Sunday this after 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 on the sixth after the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. Okay. So, um, so then, so this is how you find out what the Psalms and what the lessons are that you're doing. So let's turn now to Psalm 99 on page 728. Now, as I said, the Psalms are considered songs. Canticles are little songs. And so, you know, I'm now, to be honest, I like to sing and God gave me a a, a nice voice. And so I like to chant and I chant a lot, but you may not, you know, you, you may not feel like you're very good at chanting, but here's a way that I found that I think you can still think of yourself as singing the psalm while without, you know, feeling embarrassed about your voice. You can, and the way to do that is to get some rhythm into the psalm. And the key to do this, if you notice each psalm, the verse, there's an asterisk at the half verse. And then, of course, there's a space between each verse. And so one of my disciplines is that when I'm reciting the psalm, I pause between the half verse and the whole verse. And the way that I kind of time that pause is I inhale a breath. And so what that does is it kind of it kind of puts you into a rhythm, even though you may not be, quote, singing the psalm, you're still kind of reciting it in a rhythmic way. And I think it helps you perhaps focus. It kind of slows you down a little bit. So so listen to how I'm going to. So this is going to be Psalm 99. The Lord is king. Let the people tremble. He is enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is high above all peoples. Let them confess his name, which is great and awesome. He is the Holy One. Almighty King, lover of justice, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and fall down before his footstool. He is the Holy One. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them out of the pillar of cloud. He kept his testimonies and the decree that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them indeed. You were a God who forgave them, yet punished them for their evil deeds. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is the Holy One. And then after after you've done the Psalms, you say the same thing that we said at the beginning of morning prayer. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. So. Now we have sung to God in the language of the Psalms, which 
you know, the, the great thing about the Psalms is that you can do, the Psalms allow you to praise God. The Psalms also sometimes give you permission to maybe shake your fists at God a little bit. Believe me, some of that's there too. So after having done a Psalm, now it's time for a lesson. And if you were to go back in that daily office uh, lectionary, you know, back around page 934, you would go back to see what the what the readings were um, for Tuesday from the week of Sixth Epiphany. And now, he, and I would recommend, you know, you may not be able to do morning and evening prayer. If you if you can only do one daily office a day, I would always recommend that you read the Gospel, which today is Mark eleven twelve through uh, twenty six, and I'm going to go ahead. And uh, read that. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, beginning at the 12th verse. On the following day, when Jesus and the disciples came from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and began to drive out those who were selling, and those who were buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Is it not written, My house should be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I read from the gospel for today. And now if you're, and now I'm back uh, in, in morning prayer. Um, and then we come down to what are called these canticles, which is simply Latin for little songs, and they're numbered. Um, and the first seven canticles are actually in right one of morning prayer. So then... A canticle is basically a response to the reading, and the canticles canticles are basically passages of scripture that are, in effect, put to song. And so if I skip a few pages, because we read from the New Testament, then it's often appropriate to read a canticle that's also from the New Testament. And I think I'll do Canticle 15, the Song of Mary, which is on page 91. 
Now I'm going to recite it the same way that I recited the psalm. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him. In every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. For he has remembered his promise of mercy. The promise he made to our fathers. To Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So after you've done the canticle for the reading, you then turn the page to page, in this case, it's page 96, the Apostles' Creed. So we began the office by inviting God to be with us. We sang to God. Uh, with, with and brought to God our own thoughts our, and what's ever on our hearts. We heard from God's word, and then we responded to God's word with that little song, the canticle, and now we, we affirm our faith in the, in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray. We bring to God our prayers. The Lord be with you. And also, and also with, you. with you. Let us pray. Our Father, Father who art in, who heaven, in heaven, hallowed be thy, be thy name. name. Thy kingdom come. come. Thy will, thy be, will done be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And then you notice there's a, there are we're called suffrages. Uh, which is simply sort of a, a way, a set way of responding back and forth with our basic. These are the things we should always be asking God for. And so let's, um, we'll do suffrages A. 
Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. And then you see it says that the officiant, and the officiant, by the way, can be a it can be an ordained or a lay person. It's important to know. This does not have to be led by a priest. But the officiant, we're told, says one or more of the following collects. Now, a collect is a prayer that sort of collects all it collects a bunch of uh needs and petitions into one. That's why it's called in effect the collection. So it says it gives you uh, a choices, the collect of the day. In this case, that would be the collect for the last Sunday that we uh, were in Eucharist, which would be the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. I like to use these collects that are here because they kind of correspond to where we are in the morning. So, for instance, um, a collect for the renewal of life. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night. It turns the shadow of death into the morning. Drive far from us all wrong desires. Incline our hearts to keep your law and guide our feet into the way of peace. That having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And then there's some other collects on, if you turn the page, and then you'll notice that in there's a little rubric here. And unless the Eucharist or a form of general intercession is to follow, one of these prayers for mission is added. So we are being reminded even here that our prayer isn't just for ourselves. It's for the world that we're going out in mission to. And so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read one of these prayers of mission. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And then you notice on the next page, the rubric says you, if you want to, if you do like to sing, you could sing a hymn here. And then it says authorized intercessions and thanksgivings may follow. This is the time where if you want to just take some time of silence and bring your personal, um, your personal intercessions, the things you want to ask for others, your petitions, things you ask for yourself. If there are thanksgivings, you can do that. And so there's this time set aside for you to bring your own prayers to God. And then you notice this says before the close of the office, there are two prayers that you could say. One is the general thanksgiving. And I just want to point it out to you. You can say that general thanksgiving. If you turn the page, there's a prayer that's attributed to St. John Chrysostom that's meant to be, again, we've, and I'll just go ahead and, and, and read it. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. You have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three 
are gathered together in his name. You will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. And then, this is it's not clear here, but when it, you see it says, then may be said, let us bless the Lord. That in italics where it says, thanks be to God, the people can say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And that's your morning office. Now, if you notice the very next thing, it has an order of service for noonday. The 1979 book has, has, has kind of harkened back to the original seven monastic offices by adding this little short service for noonday on page 103. That's pretty short. Um, and then again, if you go a few more on page 127, you see a service is called an order for Compline. Now that's the Latin term for the seventh office of the day. It is the, it is the, it is the monastic office that you say just before you go to bed and turn out the lights. And it's a beautiful service to do. And so that was one way that the 79, the people who put the 79 prayer book together wanted to increase the people's options for prayer. And then the last thing that I want to point out to folks is, again, I want to, I want to emphasize that if you're doing like morning or evening prayer in a church, then you should follow the directions, the rubrics that are in, that are listed for morning and evening prayer. But what if you are by yourself? And you want to keep the daily office. But you may think, this is a lot to do. <laughs> you know, this is a lot to do. And and do I really want to talk to myself, the Lord be with you, and also with you, let us pray. Um, if you notice on page 136, there, there's a section called Daily Devotions for Individuals and Families. They follow the basic structure of the daily office. And there's a devotion, if you notice, on page 137 in the morning, if you turn the page, there's a devotion for noon and early evening and finally at the close of day. And there's basically, uh, there's a psalm, there's a very short reading, and there are some options. You might sing a hymn or a canticle, you might say the Apostles' Creed, you can offer prayers, and it mentions the Lord's Prayer and a collect. And this is where, if you know where to find those readings, you can go back to that daily office lectionary on, around starting on page 934 and find the, the week that you're in and pick a psalm and pick a reading. And so that's how you can keep the daily office on your own. And, and, I, and, and I'm closing with that because I, my goal for you all you know, is not to get, don't get hung up on doing morning prayer or evening prayer, quote, right. Okay. Um, yes, there are directions to follow if you're doing that public service in church. But what I, what I want to emphasize, and I guess this is my closing thought, there is no one way or one right way to pray the daily office. And everything I've been doing here that I've walked you through is to help you Find a way that allows you to conveniently do it every day. You know, and to add to what Father David just said, 
you know, especially if you find yourself alone or, you know, maybe with your partner and you want to find a way to pray together, the individuals, for, you know, the devotions for individuals and families is perfect because by the, by the, if you stick with it and build that disciplined habit of, of doing it, I guarantee by the time, you know, three months down the road, you'll wake up and you'll find yourself walking around in your in your morning routine and you'll be able to recite morning prayer to yourself. Uh, it, it just becomes so ingrained into who you are that the prayers become a part of you and you you, you say them without even needing to look at them. Um, it, it's a truly spiritually nourishing and enriching way to pray it seeps into your soul <laughs> it really mm -hmm. does mm -hmm. this is very true and and to add on to what father colin was saying um while you all can't see us i was literally mouthing the words along with father david as as he was saying them particularly when it came to uh the canticle of mary and um the last prayer i always mess up as uh, saint john chrysostom I, I can never pronounce his last name right and i always feel bad because it's one of my favorite prayers <laughs> um i i've become aware of that habit that it becomes ingrained in you um like it's marked on your own heart and um you know thanks be to god for it um Father David, would you mind closing us out with the concluding prayer in the daily office? Oh, boy. On page sure. 126. The Lord be with you. And also, and also with, you. with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son. Now, when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. 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 All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and um, joining us in prayer today. And hopefully it's serving you well. Um, keep at it. It'll become part of your practice and enjoy. If you have questions, as always, you can always reach out to us um, with anything related to your spiritual life or the liturgy of the Episcopal Church. Um, that's why we called it All Things Episcopal. So let us know Amen. what you think. <laughs> let us know what you think and um, how we can best help you. We'll put links on where you can contact us. And um, Take care, y'all. The Lord be with you. And also, also with, you. with you. Go in peace. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about all things Episcopal, visit campusministry.diowestmo.org backslash all things Episcopal. All Things Episcopal Podcast is a production of the Diocese of West Missouri in association with Resonant Media. The Lord be with you all.